0: Morning Jam.
1: Well, good morning. It is the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Happy Friday to you, everybody. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. Thanks so much for joining us on this Friday. Uh, Here's your thought of the day. Are you ready? Happiness is not the absence of problems. It is your ability to deal with them. Yes, indeed. That's getting tested a lot here lately. Uh, Our Mind Jam Trivia. You ready for that? Here's our text number so you can play along. 434-248-0704. Today is National Friday Fish Day. I guess we know why that is. Because, you know, Lent has started and and all that. Uh, Many people eat fish the first Friday of Lent. But for decades, Catholics have eaten fish on Fridays. Do you know Why? Do you know why they eat fish?
2: Why fish? Oh, I was going to say because I know they don't eat red meat on Fridays. So right. But why?
1: Exactly. Something in the Bible. <laughs> something in the Bible. Ah, yes. Our resident theologian, <laughs> Trey. Um,
2: I mean, yeah. last time I went to Sunday school was almost 10 years ago. So, Oh, my. 434-248-0704.
1: I mean, I knew it had something to do. I I knew it had something to do with religion. I didn't know specifics though, and and I've taught Sunday school for like ages and ages. See, so so, uh, I'm (laughs) I'm cover. I'm fine. (laughs) So I knew, but I didn't know the deep the specific details but i'm sure some of our smart listeners will know the specific reasons why uh, they have done that uh, 434-248-0704 text it in if you know on this day in history in 1979 now i can't tell you why but i thought it was an interesting tidbit to share the highest price ever paid for a pig in Sanford texas it must have been like a breeding pig or something because nobody's going to pay forty two thousand five hundred dollars for pork chops i don't think i mean probably by the time it's a biden's, lot of bacon by the time biden's out of office it's possible <laughs> but it's a lot
2: literally a lot of bacon
1: and and pork chops and all those things yeah
2: 1979 crazy No, just to get the pig it's a lot of bacon just to get the pig i got it trey okay i got it but i just want to be sure okay. i i know i buried I, that was my bad
1: okay <laughs> 1981, uh, Britain's Prince Charles announces his engagement to Lady Diana Spencer. That's where we got this little jewel. It was should have been our first clue, I think. And I
3: suppose in love, of course. <laughs> Whatever in love means, <laughs>
1: so. Lord, so awkward. Whatever in love means, it was like she was standing there with her grandpa from. Multiple centuries ago It was so bad I knew even then it was bad In 1984 If you turned on the radio Chances are This was the song that you heard Because it was number one For a long time I still can't believe That uh, Prince is gone Tom Petty's gone Michael's gone Whitney's gone But boy george still hanging in there going strong Got a it's, it's a bizarre world we live in you have a problem with boy george i have no problem with boy george i just think if i were putting money bets on people who perhaps had lifestyles that would not ensure them longevity i get what you're saying I, I don't know that i would have have taken boy george over george michael for example But, you know, that just goes to show you never really know, do you? And then in 2008, Fidel Castro retires as the president of Cuba due to ill health after nearly 50 years. Our birthdays today, if you're having a birthday today, congratulations. Happy birthday to you. You share it with my baby boy. I know you're excited about that. I've got so many birthdays this week. It's crazy. Uh, actor Barry Boswick also having a birthday today. He turned 78 years old. Of course, he was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. And uh, he was also in Spin City where he played the Dolting mayor. Excuse me.
4: What do these characters mean? It says Winston is a man of great wisdom and has the strength of 10 tigers. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? They love me.
1: Uh, Follow me? Uh, that's not what it said. <laughs> Although, in in his defense, he was there on a dinner date with Farrah Fawcett, so he had that going for him. So, there you go. Uh, Rocker George Thorogood is having a birthday today, turning 73 years old. What a cool guy. (laughs) love
5: George Thorogood.
1: So cool. Uh, actor Billy Zane having a birthday today, turning 57 years old. Uh, here he is in the Titanic when he had hair. I don't know if it was his hair, though. It wasn't. It was probably a toupee. He was the guy you loved to hate in that movie.
6: I'm your fiancé. My fiancé!
4: <laughs> yes,
6: you are! <laughs> my wife can practice,
0: if not yet by law, so you will honor me. <laughs> You will honor me the way a wife is required to
1: honor a husband. Because I will not be made out of food, Rose. Yeah, and then I'm just like, you know, Rose, push him overboard. Just do it. Push him over. Uh singer-producer Rupert Holmes is having a birthday today. He's turning 76 years old. If you'd like That's one of those songs that I feel like I should hate, but I just don't. I don't. If it comes on my 70s channel when I'm making supper, I just let it roll. Cannot help myself. Uh, Also having a birthday today is news correspondent Paula Zahn, who I think my husband has a crush on. He really likes to watch Paula Zahn. A lot. Who? She's Paula Zahn. She's 67 years old and still, and I'm sure she's had work done. She's still very, very beautiful. Uh, but yeah, uh, Z-A-H-N, <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking her up. Uh, she is having a birthday today as well.
7: I'm Paula Zahn. Join us next time when we're back on the case.
1: Yeah, she's a lovely lady. No doubt about that. Uh, and then country singer Sammy Kershaw is having a birthday today. Uh, I love his music mostly because I think a lot of it is so funny.
5: I told her, this as the queen of my double white
3: trailer with the polyester curtains and the red redwood
5: leg Sometimes she runs and I've got the tailor and a black heart and a pretty red head.
1: The queen of my double white trailer. There you go. Only Sammy Kershaw could have a hit out of that probably is he the Uh, weird owl of country music oh no 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 he said i mean he had a ton of hits in the 90s just very very popular um but much like you know toby keith and some of those his songs will go from really sweet to like super funny um so yeah I, i and i like him for that reason He's pretty, pretty funny guy. And having a birthday today. Happy birthday, Sammy Kershaw. All right. Back to our mind jam trivia. Today is National Friday Fish Day. And um many people do eat fish on the first Friday of Lent. Catholics for decades ate fish on Fridays. But uh do you know why they eat fish on Fridays? Your answer was um you know, something it's, to do with the Bible. <laughs> okay. Oh. That and and that's and that's sort of sort of kind of right. It's a little bit right maybe. Um. Oh, apparently my husband's not the only one who has a crush on Paula Zahn. Apparently Nick from Madison Heights also has a crush on Paula Zahn. Interesting. She's popular. All right. So let me tell you what happened to me last night. So. I get home, we've got this show coming up on May, uh, March the 11th at Second Stage in Amherst, and we had a run-through of the radio drama last night. So I was late getting home, and I decided I was going to make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which I don't do very often, but I decided that was going to be my dinner. How about that at night? I
2: cooked, actually, and you didn't.
1: I know. That, that, well, I cooked. It's just Mark took all the food. Got it. I made a beautiful ravioli dish. I did like 17... Big, huge, gorgeous red Argentine shrimp from F and L. I mean, they were. He took all of it. I said, "How how much of this do you want to take to work tonight?" And he said, "Yes," and took the whole
2: thing. I was going to say, "So rude." So really, really, you didn't want a peanut butter and jelly? You just ended oh, well, up with I know. A peanut butter and That's, jelly. Okay, fair.
1: That is fair. So I go in, and I think I told you when we were in Florida, ratatouille showed up we had like the little mouse that showed up so i told you about him well i met him (laughs) last night yes scared the ever-loving poo out of me and the and the the he had no fear like he literally sat there on on top of my little spice jar and just looked at me and then i was going to try to catch him and that didn't go well and then Mark called, and then it was there was a lot of squealing on the line. It just wasn't good in general. So yes, I met I met Ratatouille in person. Nice, yeah, yeah. I even got a picture of him sitting on my Coleman's mustard container. <sighs> Never going to use that again. Never going to use that again. <laughs> like spraying everything down with microban. Ratatouille. I won't. I won't kill you, but Mark will get you. We'll be back with the answer to our mind jam trivia. I was and... going to put
2: my money on Rogan to get him, but well, okay. Baxter.
1: Baxter knew he. Baxter knew he was there. Of course, you know Baxter's not not very big, but I think he could take him. Probably, we'll be back.
0: The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The Morning Jam.
3: Father, we thank you for that one-opalooza's cat. He's made a fine meal, and I'm serving Miss Kay with it, Father. Thank you for taking care of us in good times and bad. I pray for our country. I pray that uh, maybe through this they will learn to depend on you more and rely on what you've said so i pray our country realizes that i would love to see a mass repentance and everyone love you and love each other
2: me too phil robinson me too i was gonna say i think willie and his wife are supposed to do convocation at liberty soon
1: oh yeah that could be uh it's friday fish day he was frying up some fish for miss Kay. He's come a long way. He said at one point during that uh, video, you know, there, he said, Miss Kay, 19 years ago, I wouldn't have served you your meal. (laughs) Apparently, he liked to be served. So there you go. Um, Our Mind Jam trivia was about frying fish. Today is National Friday Fish Day. Many people eat fish the first Friday of Lent. Catholics for decades have eaten fish on Fridays. But do you know why? Deandra said, Uh, You have to abstain from meat on Fridays during Lent, especially if you're Catholic. So the only thing left to eat was fish. To this day, I don't like fish because I was forced to eat it on Fridays during Lent all the way through my early years. So according to the people who started Friday Fish Fry, um, this didn't start as an American cultural tradition, as many think. Consuming fish at the start of Lent originated in the biblical times of 30 AD when Jesus started fasting and abstaining from consuming warm-blooded animals. He only ate fish leading up to his crucifixion. Abstaining from eating warm-blooded flesh was a way of honoring Christ for his sacrifice. Apart from uh, becoming a vital tradition of Catholicism, it was later the driver of a global fish economy. So there you go. My mother um, grew up, well, I didn't say she didn't grow up, but when she was in college, she lived with an Italian family, the Badalinos. And on Fridays, they would always uh, eat fish or something meatless uh, on Friday. And then Mrs. Badalino would make a separate meal for the girls that stayed there that were going to college. Uh, Mom would tell me uh, about that story a lot. And I remember being a kid when a lot of the churches would have Friday fish fries and people will go and enjoy that. We're going to do a fish fry with our um, our five and dime coming up in a little bit here. We also have some Friday funnies on the way and some things that perhaps aren't so funny uh, this morning. Yesterday or rather last night on social media, uh, I was tagged along with Fox News. I got tagged with Fox News, baby. You're the big time. And Newsmax. I know. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Uh, Apparently, more shenanigans with uh, Lynchburg City Council as some body cam footage was released by folks calling themselves the Lynchburg Freedom Caucus. And uh, it's a body cam footage of uh, Vice Mayor Chris Feraldi, and apparently is looking on to Lynchburg City Councilman Jeff Hegelson from across the street, on the street there in downtown Lynchburg. And um, so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be playing some of that. Um, and I mean, they tagged, they tagged everybody they could possibly tag in this video. Tucker Carlson. I don't know. Do you think Tucker's going to care? if Chris Feraldi is yelling something across the street to probably not. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Um, I mean, is it the, is it the smoking gun? I don't know. Now he is posing some interesting questions. Certainly. Um, what is it the way that, that they should be posed? I don't know. We'll, we'll play a little bit of that. Chris Feraldi is going to join us at eight o'clock and, uh, and talk about this a little bit. Um, and then we'll get your opinions if you have one on that coming up as well. So uh, we also have our local and regional headlines with WDBJ7 uh, on the way in a little bit. And uh, just lots and lots of things to talk about and, uh, and take in. Uh, I will say this. If you are paying attention to this video that came out, you know, watch watch the whole watch the whole thing, and so that you know exactly what it is that you're that you're talking about, um, and um, and then we'll address this in just a little bit. Uh, Democrats are under fire. Massachusetts Democrat told to uh, step down after his comments really upset a few folks. A local Democratic official in Massachusetts is facing the calls. To relinquish his position, when he was commenting about the cost of special education for children with disabilities who are not aborted. Wow. Now there's a tone deaf individual. Uh, Michael Hugo, the chair of the Democratic committee, so he's not just Democrat. He's a, he's the chair. Made the remarks during a city council meeting when discussing a proclamation about access to abortion and crisis pregnancy centers in the city. He said crisis pregnancy centers could misdiagnose a defect in a baby in the womb, leading them to be being born and becoming a strain on the school budget. Yikes. So if I'm reading that right, that sounds like he's saying that if the baby's born and they have this defect, they should be able to kill them? Am I interpreting that properly? A crisis pregnancy center could misdiagnose a defect in a baby in the womb, leading them to being born and becoming a strain on the school budget. Yeah, I don't really know other, any other way to interpret that. Uh, he issued a public apology 10 days after the backlash, uh, even for members of his own party, and certainly a lot of parents of special needs, Cheryl Goldstein said, I saw what Michael had said, and I saw it as a personal attack against my own children, that my children who had special needs were not worth the expense to the school system. In his public apology letter, he called the comments he made offensive and hurtful in retrospect. I'm writing to offer my most sincere and humble apology to members of the Democratic Committee, but more especially my fellow members of uh, Framingham's disability family community for comments I made at the last city council meeting, which were offensive and hurtful. He said members of the committee did not see or review his remarks despite being sent out the night before the meeting. Don't throw them under the bus. These are your comments, buddy. He said, our fear is that an unqualified sonographer misdiagnoses a heart defect, an organ defect, spina bifida, uh, that becomes a very local issue because our school budget will have to absorb the cost of the child with a special education, supplying lots and lots of special services to those who are born with a defect, he said. Sarah Green, a disability advocate, says she does not accept his apology. It was generic and lackluster I feel like after a statement like that is made, you just can't pretend it didn't happen or take it back. It's damaging to a community of people. See, that's the kind of local um, city council story that will make national news right there. Yelling across the street at.
2: at a, I feel at, like that's like every city council would do that. I would not be shocked.
1: Yeah, well, it, it might be. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't think this guy's going to keep his job. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. Of course, this man also claimed that the crisis pregnancy center sonographers would um, likely misdiagnose the defects. Pop were claiming that it's a beautiful child living inside the mother and handing her an ultrasound photo that nobody can figure out without training. Yeah, so he's just being very... um, disrespectful to the work of these crisis pregnancy centers as well so i don't know i'm glad people are speaking up about it they need to speak up about it for sure we'll see we're gonna take a look at your forecast coming up after our news break with wdbj7 looks like it's not going to be quite as warm as it was yesterday we almost hit 80 degrees we got up to 79 at the house so it was really really close we'll be back with more of the morning jam
6: It's time for your Morning Jam Weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Increasing clouds today, a little cooler with a high of 64. It will be on the breezy side today, though lows tonight at 35. Saturday, a chance of rain showers, cooler highs at 44 with a low of 37 Saturday night. And on Sunday, just a stray shower, otherwise warm it up to the mid-60s under partly to mostly cloudy skies, lows in the mid-40s.
1: And currently in Lynchburg right now, we have uh, 50 degrees and 54 in Bedford, 49 in Roanoke and Salem, 56 in Danville, 52 in Amherst, and 54 in Appomattox. If
7: you're an Italian restaurant, waiter walks by, excuse me, what is this pasta stuffed with? It's really good. Could be anything asked my doctor, what do you think caused this? And my doctor said, quote, could be anything. (laughs) All right. well what do I owe you for that diagnosis, Doc? Uh, We're going to try a little harder here, open up one of these medical books. WebMD. Go on Tinder, just pretend to be looking something up. Just pretend to care about me. I find it interesting that of all the jobs in the world, the medical profession is the one job you can get away with the words, could be anything. No other job has that. Like, I mean, you're shopping for a new car, right? You're walking around the lot, you're checking out the inventory, here comes the sales guy. Excuse me, what kind of car is this? (laughs) Could be anything. Could be a Lamborghini, could be a minivan. You're at an Italian restaurant waiter walks by. Excuse me. What is this pasta stuffed with? It's really good. Could be anything. <laughs> that is doctor. not something you want to
1: hear, for sure. <laughs> could could, could be true. anything. It is true, though. That is that is something that that they say, and it is a little bit frustrating. So there you go. All right. Um. So lots of stories uh, going on right now. Story out of Fairfax that is kind of crazy this morning. Fairfax County Police said a man was shot and killed by police officers outside Tyson's Corner Wednesday evening. He stole designer sunglasses from the mall. That seems like that escalated quickly. Uh, They got a call about a theft from Nordstrom's around 630. Said the man was hiding designer sunglasses. And after they saw him leave the store and enter the parking garage, the alarm had activated they identified the man as timothy johnson thirty seven of washington d c He ran through the mall parking garage into a wooded area, and officers gave him commands to get on the ground while he was in that area. Two officers fired their guns, striking him in the chest, and uh he was pronounced dead when he arrived at the hospital why why would you why would you pursue that to that level that and they're saying they don't know if he had a gun or not. See, and, and I don't, look, I don't think these these places that say, oh, you can steal up to $1,000 and, you know, that's fine. You can just, we're not going to prosecute you. But I, that seems like that went way too far. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, good news coming out of Bedford County Law Enforcement was on a search for a lost hiker for six hours yesterday. Um, and uh, the Bedford County Sheriff's Office said uh, they received a lost hiker report at Terrapin Mountain Trail in Big Island. And ground search teams, helicopter, canine units, all worked together uh, during the next six hours until the hiker was found uninjured and... Um, they wanted to thank everybody who was in his assistance there. So that ended well. Although I'm a little confused by the story because it says they were on the, uh, the search for a lost hitchhiker or, or for a lost hiker for six hours Thursday night and Monday morning before the missing person was found. That must be a Sunday typo. night? Thursday night happened. They found him yesterday. So okay so they meant friday morning i don't know i don't know what they meant i'm confused print is hard uh, evidently
2: there's a reason i do radio i can't type
1: sometimes i'll watch something i'll watch a video or i'll i'll see something and and it'll be like a big site and i'll see the way something's spelled and i even question myself do i not know how to spell realize is realize spelled with an s I mean that happened yesterday.
2: Just to show how many typos I did yesterday, um, I typed a, a thing with in a group chat with my friends on Twitter, and I put ang- angles instead of angels. And they, the reply was right, acute or obtuse instead of you typed that wrong because they just expect me to type that wrong.
1: Oh, so they don't even so question like, it anymore. I have a,
2: I have the stick or like, like the you know the running joke is i will make a grammar error or, or a uh, a typo it's going to happen hence why i pay for an a, a, so pay like for a you... service called grammarly on my computer which corrects it for me which is like 50 bucks a year and is maybe the best 50 bucks i spend cuz it improves my ri- it has improved my writing and it makes but sure has it improved your skills, or does it just correct your writing? No, oh, it improves my skills because it gives suggestions of like how you can. it. Oh,
1: okay. It. All right. Well, I didn't. I didn't know exactly. Because so basically, if you type something that is spelled perfectly and it has no errors, your friends want to know who's hacked you. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but that's what yeah. it sounds like. Okay. No.
2: So have you seen those like uh, <laughs> if you're kidnapped? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to send messages right and then they're like this isn't how they write it all uh, you, you know <laughs> what would you say and i just say i just i think i quote tweeted and said a perfect a perfectly spelled tweet or something like that
1: yeah <laughs> and then they would I'm it. just it's always, not him like we I'm, know it's not i'm him. really
2: good at ideas like if i think of a concept about writing you're a big just, picture guy i get it's it just, i can't get it onto the paper i'm really bad at writing it on the paper you need a ghostwriter i know i get it all right uh so one of the things that a lot
1: of folks are are talking about this morning uh there was a video that came out uh we're going to be playing some some parts of that video uh chris Faraldi is going to be joining us at eight o'clock to uh, kind of talk about this uh and and weigh in on it um this was put out by a group that calls themselves the Lynchburg Freedom Caucus, is what they call themselves, and it says um, outside of Lynchburg City Hall, Vice Mayor Chris Feraldi taunts Lynchburg City Councilman Jeff Hegelson from across the street, and it's captured on Lynchburg police body cams after the city council meeting, while Hegelson is talking to a local government reporter from the local paper, the news in advance. And um, they say this video raises some questions. Um, Why is the interaction between the officer and the vice mayor so cordial about the reminder that the camera is recording? Well, I can answer that. Probably because the police officer was going, dude, this whole thing's being recorded. I mean, I, I would probably remind someone of that, maybe. Uh, why did Feraldi ask the police officer to go across the street and find out wh- what Hegelson was saying? I don't know. We'll ask him. Uh, why did the vice mayor taunt continuously for seven minutes until Hegelson left? And was he trying to accomplish something with an officer beside him wearing the body camera? All right. Continuously for seven minutes. Now, I watched that in its entirety. And I sent you the spoken parts, which we'll play in the next break. How many minutes would you say that was? Was it even a minute worth of content?
2: Let me look at it, but no. I don't Uh, think it was even a minute worth of content. To be fully transparent, we have a... Oh, not going to play it. Okay.
1: Certainly certainly less than a minute and a half. So, nine seconds. Nine seconds, okay.
2: Then... If my phone would work, I would tell you 22, so let's... So 22 seconds, so we're, at 30, so we're still at 30, 30 seconds. 30, and then this is less than 30, so less than a minute. So
1: less than a minute, okay. 24, so we'll right. round. And, and look, here's the thing. You know I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I'm not some gotcha journalist. I'm going to look at this just like anybody else would. And the thing about it is, I like all these people. I like them all. But I'm frustrated with everybody. At this point. Um, So this is what they said. Any honest and unbiased journalism outlets would ask the vice mayor questions. Well, I'm going to do that. He's going to come on at eight o'clock. We're going to talk about it. And then they tagged uh, all the local news outlets. um, Tagged us. Tagged um, the John Frederick show. Cardinal News. What is the John Frederick? Show? I don't know Bacon's Rebellion. Oh, I love Bacon. Might want to check that one out. Uh, America's Voice News. Maybe I don't think so. If it, if they are it has Bacon on it. Um, one America News Network, Newsmax, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, Bob Good for Congress, Lynchburg Republican City Committee, Republican Party of Virginia. Uh, all those people. All those people were tagged in this. You would think it was the Watergate tape. Now, I, I'm not saying that it doesn't pose some interesting questions. And there are questions that we're going to observe. But I have to tell you, there is just a part of me that wants to tell all of them to knock this crap off and do your dang job. I'm so frustrated right now. Um, but I am going to ask the questions. I just want things to get done for the city of Lynchburg. I just want things to get done and it's just super super
2: frustrating right now um, I feel like they just need this to like underline it the whole time oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> or the episode from the office where Michael's going to control the narrative yeah. <laughs> of the exploding computers this is how the headline will read this is how work is uh, this is how people finally do business it's like a 20 word headline oh my goodness just work it out amongst yourselves and make it right people please but we are we will play we'll we'll play it so you can hear it for yourself and then chris will join us at eight o'clock and and i will ask him specific questions about what he said and and why why those questions are raised and we'll see how that goes that's what we'll do it's time for Janet's Five and Dine
0: on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight.
1: Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at f Market there on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Well, today is uh, National Friday Fish Day. Now, I'm gonna give you a recipe for fried fish. I'm I'm not a big fried fish person. Occasionally, I will just kick back to my roots and want some fried catfish, which I know is terrible for you. Uh, usually, if I'm fixing it for uh, my Mark, it's he likes fried fish like beer battered fish, cod, uh, pollock, that kind of thing. Bluefish. That's what bluefish. Also good. Croaker, really good. Um, so, this is the uh, fish batter that I use when, when I make it, and it's, it's pretty, pretty tasty. Uh, you're going to start with a cup of all-purpose flour. You're going to add in one and a half teaspoons of baking powder, seven tablespoons of milk, a half a tablespoon of olive oil, a tablespoon of water, a pinch of salt, and then uh, six tablespoons of uh, light beer. You can also use carbonated water if you don't want to use beer, but why not just use the beer because it cooks out anyway, and you can just buy like an individual beer if you're not a beer drinker because I'm not a beer drinker, but I do use beer in the batter because I think it it's absolutely better. Um, you're going to need to uh, prepare your fish accordingly. Uh want to make sure that the flays are, are really nice and beautiful. Uh, mix your flour, salt, and pepper well into a shallow dish, and you're gonna coat it with flour, salt, and pepper first, and then you're gonna dip it in your batter, and then you're going to fry it up, and it will be delicious. It is National Friday Fish Day. You can get your fish. They have beautiful seafood over at FNL Market. Go by and check it out. And if you want this recipe, just go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dying, you'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats and their fish are cut above.
0: Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Morning jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The world on me. is the
7: only world that I know. <laughs> and when you only know one world, the other world is like, you're like, I don't understand. It like gets it's wild. Like, she plays with her friends, it's quiet, it's fun. My buddy wanted me to watch his son. He watched my daughter one time, which I learned is not a fair trade. (laughs) I should get eight watches to his one watch. (laughs) I handed over a princess. He just throws a bobcat in my house. I lose him immediately. He's like under the deck chewing on wires. <laughs> I had to wrestle him down. I was like, why don't you walk him on a leash before you bring him over next time?
1: It's funny because it's true. I mean, so my first child was, was a girl. And, and Bailey was a good, good, good child. She was. Then I got the brilliant idea to have two boys less than two years apart. Because that's a good idea, and life was never the same again. And every time, every time it got quiet, I knew there was trouble in the house. We were either going to the Lowe's because we were going to have to repair something, or we were going to go to the ER <laughs> because they had broken each other in some in some way. Because that's now. But you and your brother aren't that close in age. 3. He's You're 3 years apart. 3,
2: yeah. So you probably be, had some scuffles. He'll be 23 this year and be 26. Okay. Yo. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, there were some throwdowns.
2: <laughs> yeah. A uh, plenty.
1: Do you have the pictures where you can't really tell if you're hugging each other or choking each other out? Do you have any of
2: those? Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: I've got several of of been hugging hugging Bryce, but it looks like perhaps maybe he's he's choking him. So I don't know I, gonna... I feel like that's a little bit what we have uh, going on on uh, lynchburg city council right now um, that was a smooth transition thanks i i do i do think that um i do think that oh i just got a text from chris ferraldi he's having to push to eight thirty now you're screwing up my setup dude um all right well we'll just talk about this this piece of it outside of lynchburg city hall Uh, on the 14th, apparently, um, there was an interview being done by Jeff Huggelson with someone from the news in advance. And Chris Feraldi was across the street and was, uh, there with a, uh, police officer who had body cam footage. This is where this footage comes from. And, um, and it was recording and so they've they've requested to to have that recording um and so this is what the thing said it said why did the vice mayor taunt continuously for seven minutes until huggleson left and um so this is this is what was actually said these were the words that were actually said any what you could perceive as taunting um here is the the one of the things that was said. Here's the first one. And and there is language in one of these. Um I think it's the last one maybe. Just be aware.
4: Are you a sexist, Jeff?
1: All right, so that was one of the things. Are you a sexist, Jeff? Now this was after um a council meeting where Councilman Hegelson allegedly said that um, the mayor, Stephanie Reed, was one of the stupidest people on earth. And so I think that's probably where that came from. But Chris will tell us later on. Here was the second thing that he said.
8: Why don't you tell him how you sent Bob Good after me? Remember how you said a sitting congressman after me because he didn't like how I wouldn't vote for him for mayor?
1: Remember how you said a sitting congressman after me when I wouldn't vote for you for mayor? Here's the one with
2: uh, some language. Okay.
8: You should tell him what you said about her over the summer. Remember when you called her a bitch? Yikes. Sure. No. Okay.
7: Okay we can't
1: out and say straight on you're the one that spread that lie is what he was saying back yeah to him so uh there you go that was the i mean less than a minute of, of dialogue um so i don't i don't know that was the first thing that made me pause a little bit was when they were describing the video It said, why did the vice mayor taunt continuously for seven minutes? Well, he didn't taunt him continuously for seven minutes. He was standing across the street from him during the interview. And he did say those three things that we played for you. Um, And here are some of the comments made from people who watched the video last night on um, social media. Uh, Said, frankly, April said, frankly, I'd like to know the answers to Ferraldi's questions. Uh, Todd said that wasn't that bad. Um, Chad said, recall and replace uh, Vice Mayor Feraldi. Uh, Bill said, honestly, I've been embarrassed by the conservatives I voted for. All of them. The council has been one ridiculous circus show after another. The immature backbiting, name-calling, backstabbing, ineptitude, and lack of overall teamwork is disturbing. The egos need to be shelved. You elected morons. You need to get back to what the elected morons are supposed to do, especially ones who claim to be of like mind. Quit your bitching and finger pointing. Do your common, find common ground, and do your job. Quit embarrassing yourselves. You're acting like children.
2: Well, hey, Bill Lewis, you can come sit next to me. How about that, what do you think? I think Chad Barrett doesn't like uh, Chris. Based, well based off of these comments because he also like comments on other people's comments. Another well, there you go.
1: our uh, our number is eight six six nine one six three seven seven six. 3776 Chris Feraldi is gonna join us at eight o'clock. I just got a text. I'm texting. I'm talking. It's a very and it's, a, it's a multitasking kind of day. Uh, and our text number is four three four two four eight. 0704. We'll be back. Bill is next for the Roanoke News Desk, where apparently their council is getting along better than ours. So, that's good.
0: You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM, Greta Danville.
6: It's time for your morning jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Increasing clouds today, a little cooler with a high of 64. It will be on the breezy side today, though lows tonight at 35. Saturday, a chance of rain showers, cooler highs at 44 with a low of 37 Saturday night. And on Sunday, just a stray shower. Otherwise, warm it up to the mid-60s under partly to mostly cloudy skies, lows in the mid-40s.
1: Currently 53 degrees in Lynchburg, 50 in Bedford, 49 in Roanoke, 56 in Danville, 52 in Amherst, and 54 in Appomattox. Well, we're welcoming Chris Ferraldi to the show this morning. He's the vice mayor of the city of Lynchburg, and uh, our transition to a GOP-led City Council Board has not gone uh, exactly the way we had hoped, and I'm sure I can speak for you when I say that as well, can I, Chris?
8: Well, good morning, Janet. Thanks morning. for having me on. Yeah.
1: We're glad that you are here. Um, we appreciate you coming on the, the program to uh, address. I, I got tagged in this last night, as did you, um, and I, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to just speak to these accusations uh, that are being made by the the people who are calling themselves the Lynchburg Freedom Caucus. Mm-hmm. So, well, if, uh, if
8: you want to go over what those are, I'd be happy to, to yeah, respond. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, because frankly, some of the responses were, they'd like to know the answer to the questions that you were posing in this video. That was one of the comments that was made. So basically, you were accused of, let's address this first, um, that you, Vice Mayor, Feraldi, taunted continuously for seven minutes until Huggleson left.
8: Have Have you watched the the video? I Janet? did. I did watch yeah. it,
1: and and I played the actual spoken parts, which was mm-hmm. less than sixty seconds.
8: Yeah, so I think that answers that question or that comment pretty pretty
1: specifically. All right, um, do do you? This is a, a text from a listener. Do you regret the way you handled that uh, interaction on the street?
8: Yeah, it could have been handled better, but I think the questions themselves needed to be asked.
1: Okay. Um, All right, so to put this in perspective, this was right after the February 14th meeting?
8: It was. It was after um, a very, very, very tense situation um, going into closed session and then the closed session itself. Um where you know uh, honestly uh, really unfortunate situation uh, where councilman Helgeson made a comment that i don't I don't think was needed mm-hmm. um and um followed by a closed session where there was continued tension build up and comments made to myself and to others that. You know, candidly chanted, I'm not sure what I can or can't share right. um, because of clothes. And I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not well, trying to and, dodge Well, and
1: let's talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is, he called, uh, He's was said to have called, and this was in public on the video, uh, to have called Stephanie Reed, the mayor, the stupidest person on earth.
8: Yeah, followed by him uh, standing up over her and saying, Listen here, young lady. Um, and so that's why the tension was there to begin with. Um,
1: and was that why you followed, made the sexist comments, you know Well, are you well sexist? followed
8: followed followed by the comment made to me, listen here, young man. So, <laughs> you know, I, I,
5: I I'll tell you this
8: much: if if there if there is one thing and folks can try to use this against me if they really want. But if there's one thing that does, that gets me going more, um, is to use my age against me. Um, scripture tells me, don't look down on somebody because of their age. Um, this town, this city, has the average age of 28 years old. Um, I think it's disingenuous to discredit someone's ability to serve or the folks that are this age themselves. Simply because of their 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 gender or their uh, their age, and so yeah, that's why I asked that question. But I want I want you to know this, Janet, um, since after my questions from across the street, um, which I categorically don't call taunting, but um, that's left for interpretation.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: I th- I sent communications to all of council saying. I'm ready to move on. We don't need this anymore. And so your listeners can hear from me directly The this nonsense from me, from others, from council as a whole, it's over. I'm not going to engage with it. I'm not going to respond to it. Um, do these questions need to be asked? Yes. Well, and let's I know talk I'm about to one thread- of those. Hold on, hold on I know I'm trying to thread a very tight needle with that. Yeah. But needless to say, I want you to know that I'm I'm not going to be engaging on this stuff anymore. Okay. Um, and and I want I want counsel to move on.
1: Well, and and that's what your constituents want, as well. I I believe so. No, I know so. I'm I'm telling you, like you can take that to the bank. Uh, one question that you raised, um, and and the the biggest one I think out of that exchange was um, when you asked him about Bob Good. You know, did you have Bob Good reach out to me um, to scold me for not voting for you for mayor? Um, Tell us about that.
8: Yeah. um, The question was, why did you have a sitting congressman call me to lobby me to vote for somebody for mayor? Um, I don't believe that's uh, his business. I don't believe that's his responsibility to be a part of. Sure he can ask the question and say, you know, you should consider voting for someone for mayor, but um I uh that interaction was not, not a pleasant one. Um and I, you know, um in the realm of name calling and so on and so forth, you know, I, I think I think one of the things that incredibly rubbed me the wrong way was was being um advocated to by a sitting congressman that I needed to do something regarding leadership, when at the very same time there were issues going on in the House of Representatives about the leadership of that body themselves. I think that shows a, a lack of understanding what the priorities of the day were, in my understanding. So, um, you know, why, why did Jeff have his college buddy call me um, and, and, and push pretty harshly that you need to support Jeff for Mayer and you're an arrogant, self-serving politician if you don't. Um, and so I thought that question needed to be asked. One of the other questions in that Facebook post says, you know, why did the you know, vice mayor do this? Why, cause candidly, I think these questions need to be asked. Mm-hmm. Why did he call Stephanie a bitch? Is he a sexist? Why did he send a congressman after city council members in the locality he's looking to represent and telling them they need to vote a certain way? I think those are very serious questions that need to be addressed. But again, Janet, from my point, I want to move on and be done with it. So, you know, I, I understand folks want to know, hey, what's this about? But at the same time, I'm very much trying to move on so we can get back to the people's business and, and just be done with this
1: nonsense. Do you think that that's possible at this point?
8: For me, it will be. You're, you're not going to see me engage at all anymore on this stuff.
1: So no more no more shouting on the street?
8: No, you're not going to see me engage on this. If they yeah. try to bring ta- taxes back up again for the however many time that they adamantly think that their, their way is the best way and, you know, we need to hear about it for another hour and a half, you're, you're not going to see me comment because I think I've laid everything, out, uh, everything else out. If, if, you know, fellow council members and, and people in the party are going to get on the radio and, and make accusations about how, you know, I may have said one thing or this person said that, here's the drama all over again. Right. I can respond. Um, this is just uh, it's time to put this to bed, and I am gonna do everything within my ability to take the high road and say it's time for us to put this to bed and move on um, and that's what I plan on doing.
1: Well, I think that's what the people of of Lynchburg want from from everybody involved. It's my sincere hope that that's what's gonna happen mm-hmm. uh, because there is an opportunity to do good things here if we can stop the the infighting and the backbiting and and all of those things. So, it is my sincere prayer that that's what happens,
8: Chris. It is mine yeah. too, Janet. Thank you.
1: All right. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Janet. Thanks. So there you have it from uh, from the the man himself. Um, I, you know, I don't I don't know what to make out of a lot of this stuff. The it just seems like drama is continuously being stirred up. I hope. That that's going to be the take that everyone's going to have instead of, you know, oh, I got you and I got you and I got just do your job. Just do the job. That's all people are interested in. Do what you said you were going to do. And um, I I don't know. I, I, I'm i starting to feel like it's going to be one of those things that it's almost impossible for it to, uh, to get better. But. I hope that's not the case. Fingers crossed. Uh, We'll be back with a lighter side of your Friday. I promise. We're going to put that to bed now. We'll have a Friday funny on the way here on the morning jam. The
0: morning jam. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam.
4: And and being from South Dakota, everybody in South Dakota is a hunter, except for me. But see, I think I would love to go hunting if I could shoot something that I didn't like, you know? Like figure skaters.
7: (laughs) Wow. You
4: know, I think that would make the Olympics a lot more interesting, don't you? You know, it'd be like, Sergey's in first place after the first round, and here he goes setting up for his famous triple lutz. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, the Russian goes down! (laughs) Well, that's gonna hurt him in the finals. You know, all my friends would be like, Hey, dude, I heard you went hunting this weekend. So what'd you get, a mule deer with a four-point rack? Be like, nah. Actually, it was a thirty-year-old Russian with a sequin jumpsuit.
1: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so you asked me, can we play something about about figure skaters getting shot? And
2: I was, and I thought you said it was Tonya Harding. No, I made a joke oh. about like that. You said if depends on the figure skater. Yeah, because I was, said, uh, I was Harding. like,
1: it, you know, if it's Tonya Harding, sure, uh, you know, nobody's gonna complain about you shooting a woman uh, figure skater. That'd be fine. But now, if it was like. A, transgender or or someone else then said, yes yeah, they would okay, absolutely figures, uh, yeah they would absolutely lose it for sure um so apparently uh the morning viewers have been venting their frustration after bob geldoff repeatedly misgendered sam smith during an appearance the 71 uh, year old boomtown rat singer was on the show discussing the upcoming 40th anniversary of Band Aid, when he recalled Smith's performance in the song when it was released in 2014, and and this is this is what he basically he was saying. During the voices
3: no, in yeah. West right. Africa, yeah. and he said, "Yes, yeah, sorry, so he, off he goes, and he closes his eyes again. He starts singing the original words as sam you and he goes, yes, yeah, sorry. He said, like, I, every year in school, I had to sing the song. <laughs> he was so, the so ingrained. And then, you know, Harry came
1: over. So he said he. And now the interweb is breaking because he referred to the singer as he rather than the chosen pronouns they, them, while he was retelling the story. So the the design, it seems as TV though, TV I'm so sorry, my phone is just losing it. I thought that was my phone.: The for musician's misgendering error did not go on notice, and the host were got in trouble for not correcting him. You would think someone would brief him on Sam's gender identity, or at least correct him. It's painful to watch. And it seems like the, the host got beat up more than he did. Uh, Holly and Phil should have pulled him up on that. That's ridiculous disappointed to hear him misgendering Sam to be honest people need to get with the times no first of all his name is Sam he is clearly a dude i i just i don't i don't know i'm going to be one of these grumpy old people that is just so obnoxious to the to the blue-haired mermaid-haired people who are insisting that have you noticed a lot of the mermaid hair lately I saw three women yesterday with what they call mermaid hair, blue, pink, purple. And these aren't just young people either. I mean, these are some middle-aged people going around with mermaid hair, which it's your hair. Do what you want to with it. Well, you know, whatever. I just think it's a little bit odd. So a lot of people are talking about the, the artificial intelligence bots. You know, we talked about the creepy one last week that carries on conversations. Um, The popular artificial intelligence bot, ChatGPT, was forced to admit that global warming has flattened in recent years after asserting there has been an increase in temperatures. Junk science founder Steve Malloy published a lengthy exchange he had with ChatGPT, beginning with the simple question is CO2 warming a hoax? The chat GPT was quick to say no, telling Malloy it's a widely accepted scientific fact that human activity has fueled CO2 emissions into the Earth's atmosphere. So Malloy said, but why has there been no global warming since 2015? It is important to note that short-term temperature variations do not necessarily indicate a change in the long-term trend of global warming, the box responded. While it's true that global average surface temperatures have not increased as rapidly since 2015 as they did in previous decades, this does not mean that global warming has stopped. In fact, global temperatures in recent years have been some of the warmest on record, and the five hottest years on record have all occurred since 2015. The bot went on to claim there was clear evidence that the tons of emissions have contributed to global warming by pointing to temperature records from the National Ocean uh and atmospheric administration over the past decade as the hottest ever record. When pressed on why NOAA's data shows there hasn't been warming since 2015, the chat bot insisted there has been warming since 2015. In fact, NOAA's data shows global temperatures have not exceeded 2016's record high. What you said about the global warming since 2015 is false, he told the bot. The chat bot said, I apologize for my earlier response. It is correct that NOAA's global temperature data shows that there has been a slowdown in the rate of global warming since 2015. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's bad when their bots even are turning against them. I apologize for any confusion caused by my earlier response. You are correct. Interesting. All right. We're going to go to... uh, Going to go to the phones now. I'm not sure what topic they're speaking to, but we're going to go to uh, the phone lines. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. Hey,
3: Jenna. This Friday Funnies, right? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) All right. Well, did Mayor Pete look like a village people yesterday, a construction worker, and a village people, or was it just me?
1: I don't know. I don't spend a whole lot of time uh, looking at photos of, of Pete because most of the ones I've seen this week are of him uh, breastfeeding a baby, so well, I, I try he to was, avoid those. He,
3: well, he talked about he needs personal time off, but yet he's over the Department of Transportation. He he, he needs his personal time. Well, then maybe he well, needs a do job. It. Well, I agree. I mean, he's over truck drivers who work 12 and 14 and 16 hours a day, and, and train guys working 16 hours a day. Uh, yeah, what about us, uh, there, Mayor Pete? Uh, and I know he's the butt of a lot of stuff, but you know, uh, you know, he's just he's terrible. He's he doesn't need to be a presidential candidate, and uh, uh he the only reason he got his job is because he's gay. That's that's it, that's the bottom line. That's why he got it.
1: So, well, that's certainly why he's getting all this yeah, the time, truck off. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we. We like, you Yeah, you, what did he take like that? I tell my
3: wife yesterday, and she could not believe it. She heard that story about him breastfeeding. Oh, I don't think that's, nine I weeks think that's photoshopped.
1: I don't think that's a true story. I think that was a fake meme.
3: Well, but he did take nine weeks a, off.
1: He did take a ton of time off, though.
3: Yeah, and my wife was like, why is Biden putting all these fur She saw that ball head again. Stealing all the women's luggage and taking their clothes, and that Biden had last night on Nancy Walters. And my wife was like, "Why does Biden keep touching her bird?" I was like, "Well, he's the one that sniffs the little girl's hair and touches them inappropriately, well, just, so I he's, guess he's okay with."
1: Yeah, he's ticking boxes. That's exactly what he's doing. He's just ticking a box. Hey, we yeah. got to go to break, Alan. But thanks okay, for thanks, thanks for calling. Hey, but you will be pleased to know that Pete says. Uh, he's going to be doing some thinking on whether or not he should have visited East Palestine. So uh, he said he 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 could have expressed concern sooner, um, but he did visit yesterday, and he says he's going to do some thinking on whether or not he made a mistake. Yeah. So there you go. We got a couple of calls in the bank. We'll come back and get those uh, after we. Uh, do we need to go to break or can we take it? Let's squeeze a. Can we squeeze one in? Yes. So let's squeeze one in. Good morning. You are on the morning jam. Hi. Who's this? Hey, Salty. Oh, Lord, Salty. It's crazy today. What,
5: is, what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on? <laughs> Mayor Pete is breastfeeding now.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's a real... It's a very popular meme right now, but I think that's photoshopped. I don't think that's real.
5: Well, didn't Robert De Niro and me... to? The fuckers, and I gotta be careful how I say that. Indeed. Didn't he breastfeed the baby or something? Some <laughs> kind of a man boob.
1: I, I don't I don't know. I never yeah, watched it was that a movie. Fake,
2: it was a fake nipple. Oh. Great. Uh. Well, well,
5: well speaking of speaking of fake there, Trey, uh, what's this? We gotta argue with AI now? Ain't we got <laughs> enough people to argue with and real people? Now we got to arguing with AI? I mean that's <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Hey, but even the artificial intelligence agreed that the facts aren't right. So, well, you know, that backfired. I, oh, Lord.
5: I, uh, the Terminator world's coming. It, it was just all get in your bunker and make sure you got plenty of macaroni and cheese.
1: <laughs> and, and water to make it with.
5: And water to boil it. I'm sorry, Janet thinking about
1: mayor Pete it's not true it's not that's Rock not a real rest. it was photoshopped
5: oh okay. rest assured
1: my friend well
5: he's strange enough as
1: it is all right all right Have he doesn't need help then. you too <laughs> oh mercy yeah that's not real guys that's not a real picture so do your homework before you share stuff please <laughs> that'd be good we've got some uh News coming up for you from WDBJ7 and your forecast on the way.
6: It's time for your morning jam weather brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Increasing clouds today, a little cooler with a high of 64. It will be on the breezy side today, though lows tonight at 35. Saturday, a chance of rain showers, cooler highs at 44 with a low of 37 Saturday night. And on Sunday, just a stray shower, otherwise warm it up to the mid-60s under partly to mostly cloudy skies, lows in the mid-40s.
1: And currently, it looks like 53 degrees in Lynchburg, 50 in Bedford, 49 in Roanoke and Salem, 57 in Danville, 52 in Amherst, and 54 in Appomattox. Well, our number is 866-916-3776 if you want to weigh in on anything. We uh, had another call, but uh, I think they... I think we lost them, so uh, we're out of break now. So if you want to give us a call back, you certainly can do that. Uh, lots of people weighing in on everything from the uh, the story about Lynchburg City Council and a, a video that was released online yesterday about that. Uh, we had Chris Ferraldi on uh, who addressed some of that uh, a, little, a little bit ago. Um, if you want to hear that, it'll be up on SoundCloud a little bit later on. You'll be able to hear his his take on that. He's vowing not to uh, not to fall prey to that anymore. He says he's he's done responding uh, to those situations. So uh, I, I hope all of them are gonna move away from from some of that. Um, we also had calls about Poop Buttigieg, judge who finally did visit uh, Ohio says he's gonna, you know ponder whether or not he should have gotten there. Uh, earlier even though it's you know his job he's getting beat up not just for showing up late but wearing dress shoes he's wearing dress shoes to this muddy work site um I think that's the biggest of deals i did, i don't either but i find it amazing that out of all the things that reminds me of, like, he could be critiqued for
2: like remember when that's obama what wearing, on. like obama wearing a brown suit was a big issue wasn't that a thing?
1: Yeah, that was. I never thought it was a thing. No, I. tried to you were. Yeah, like people, people think, tried to make it. Like it, it wasn't respectful. It wasn't a respectful th- or whatever.
2: Let's, let's think practically here, ladies and gentlemen. Every day of the week, Pete Buttigieg probably wears dress shoes because he wears a suit to work because that's his dress attire. So,
1: but I and I he is he is the transportation. I understand that. So he should be going to a lot of messy places. So probably getting some work boots into your, into your wardrobe is probably going to be a good idea. The funniest meme was putting up a picture of, of the dress shoes saying, uh, does Secretary Pete think these are work boots? <laughs> which, which I thought was kind of funny. So it would, it would be the equivalent of Kamala showing up at a work site in pumps. I, I'm just saying. That might not be the smartest thing to do. I, I do think it's interesting out of all the things they could be talking about that that's what they're talking about. So anyway uh, so Biden has drawn the first Democratic challenger for 2024 uh, spiritual advisor and best-selling self-help author there's a contradiction in terms uh, Marianne Williamson is making a second straight run for the White House and is taking aim at President Biden. And we will lose again. Williamson, who called for reparations and a Department of Peace as part of her long shot campaign in 2020 for the Democratic presidential nomination, declared she plans to launch her candidacy for president in 2024. I wouldn't be running for president if I didn't believe I could contribute to harnessing the collective sensibility that I feel is our greatest hope at this time, she said. With many leaders in the party from both the establishment and progressive wing saying they will support Biden, really, Um, who is expected to to be in the coming weeks or months announcing his reelection, Williamson becomes the first Democrat with a national following to primary challenge the 80-year-old president.
2: A national following.
1: Well, she she does. uh, she, She has somewhat of one, I guess, but not politically. She said apparently Biden's going to run on a message that the economy is getting stronger. Oh, I hope not. I think that speaks to the disconnect between the analysis of party elites versus the struggle of everyday Americans. Well, that on that we can agree, my dear. But I can tell you if that's all they have to offer, then, you know. It seems like people are, I don't remember people announcing for a sitting president to run against them. Or did we just not someone, pay attention to it?
2: Someone announced against Trump, I think, but they just—it's kind of like this case. It's all—it's always those like long shot, but like if if someone is serious about running for president, like they wouldn't, you know, a sitting president, they'd wait. Yeah, they'd wait unless they wait until the the sitting president make his decision, or because if they run again, they're not gonna because it's basically dumb. To do it because you're not going to get any money and not and get any you know.
1: Yeah, it's inter- it's it's interesting, to me to to see why she's. Doing that.
2: She just wants to get her book sold.
1: <laughs> I'm not getting probably uh, well, but I mean, who's got the book coming out? DeSantis, he's the one that's got the book coming yeah, out here.
2: But she has another book soon. coming out. I think. I think probably I, so. Look, that's I'm part of you, it. I've, they if they're running for president they have a book coming out well another one's tossing their hat in the ring and
1: i'm sure it won't be the last would be my would be my guess
2: can i i don't think he will be a serious challenger to biden running for president on the democrat side we'll see um i think he'll either he'll
1: either run and they'll support him or they'll have a replacement for him so yeah i guess i agree with that Uh, The Ashbury University Christian Revival, we talked about that earlier in the week, uh, and that may be winding down some, but students continue to uh, express their love of God, praying, worshiping, telling stories about how the outpouring has changed their lives of many on that uh, Kentucky campus. We had um, one story told yesterday and an evening service mainly composed of people 25 and younger. The event served as a fitting bookend to two weeks of travelers coming from across the world to participate in prayer services occurring at the auditorium there. One senior, her name Gracie Turner, admitted that she did not initially partake in the prayer services like other students. In fact, she had not been practicing a practicing Christian for years. She said growing up, she recalled attending church with her family in the countryside. She liked going to church. She was passionate about it. She said sometimes she would get up and share testimonies and scriptures. But then she said her faith was rocked when her beloved great grandmother died of cancer, something that had broken up the family unit and fighting and turmoil ensued with her death. She said I had to witness a lovely dear lady being taken away from us and that happened a month before she came to Ashbury and I was excited to come but everything here dealt with religion and um, at that time the only person I could blame for my anxiety, depression, sadness was God and I really resented him and she uh, recalled on the first day of the revival that the chapel felt different But it also felt like the mandatory chapel students do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. She said she noticed some people staying after and thought about staying herself, but she had classes in physical therapy. At the therapy, she began to cry and told her trainer about her worsening mental health. She had recently sustained an injury and felt she was at her breaking point. And then she said she got a text from her friend, come to Hughes, something is happening. She thought nothing of it, went to the auditorium, saw people crying, laying across one another, worshiping in mass. And sitting back, she found something that day. It began with tears and then prayer. And for the first time, she spoke to God and he spoke to her. She said it was completely transforming and is making her think differently. You know, this this situation going on at, at Ashbury, I think, is very timely for sure. It's not just young people who are struggling with Christianity right now. It's not just young people struggling with being disenchanted with corporate church, with being disenchanted with, you know, the world in general. Um, if you have an opportunity to read some of these testimonies of these young people, I encourage you to do it because it might just spark you to, um, to draw closer and have that peace that some of these young people are feeling. It's it's really a beautiful thing to read. And behold, I wish I could have gone there. I really do. We're going to be back with another Friday Funny for your Friday here on the Morning Jam. Keep our number handy, 866-916-3776. We would love to hear from you. And we thank you for being a part of our Morning Jam fam here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
0: The Morning Jam Start your mornings on the right foot And listen to The Morning Jam I I
4: I used to love the crocodile hunter You know, because he was so intense You know, he was like This is the most dangerous snake in the world (laughs) This is called the tiger snake and you can see why it's called the tiger snake. Look at his stripes! <laughs> you know, the thing with the crocodile hunter was it didn't matter what he was hunting because whatever happened to be there, he was going to attack it, right? Like if he was here tonight, it'd be like this mic stand, right? He'd be like, shh, that's not the American mic stand right there. Look at it just sitting there like that. That's amazing! He
1: really was like that.
4: Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sneak around behind it and I'm gonna manipulate in a certain way that <laughs> He's not my leg. Oh he's got my leg My crookie, he's
1: strong Oh, I love him though. Did you not love the crocodile runner? That's not a
4: knife? This is a knife that's crocodile dundee. Yeah, um,
1: that's crocodile dundee. It's not the same. But it, yes. He was like the real crocodile dundee. I miss him a lot
2: Steve Irwin.
1: there's a lot uh, going on this weekend if you're wanting to uh, take in and participate with some activities uh, we do want to remind you that uh, guard the gates that event is going to be taking place on the sidewalk at jefferson forest high school um, just outside the high school they're going to be praying worshiping praising the lord uh, they are asking god to open opportunities to witness to those who uh, posed the message. Uh, This is the situation where they've got the uh, Satan Club doing the the movie at uh, Jefferson Forest High School. And so there are quite a few people that are responding. uh, If you're going there to cause trouble, do not show up. They they don't want any of that. They just want people to know that this behavior is not deterring uh, their love for Jesus Christ. So... There you go. Uh, Also, there's going to be uh, coming up over the weekend, uh, actually going on today, Lynchburg Humane Society. They're having their free waived February. Adoption fees are waived for dogs and half off all VIPs. And that's going to be taking place uh, now through Tuesday, the 28th. So you can go and, and take that in apocalypse uh, cidery and winery they're teaming up with those gourmet cheeses and chicuterie they're doing a wine pairing workshop there uh, there's also quite a bit of uh, uh, events going on with uh, cabaret being shown at Heritage high School uh, that's going to be taking place uh, there's going to be a puppy social at the Lynchburg Humane Society so there's a lot of things that you can take in and do especially you should take you should take your hokey um, to the the um, puppy social. I could. Yeah. You might meet a, another significant other there.
2: He knows everyone there. Well, unless they got people new since he's been there. I meant you might meet I know. someone. I, I got that. Okay, just, did you? I thought it was a good joke. No.
1: <laughs> well, you keep working on that. and It'll be okay. Uh, if you're wondering about How to Live a Long and Healthy Life, a Missouri woman who recently celebrated her 105th birthday has some advice for you. Now You got to remember, this is a lady who remembers traveling to church in a horse and buggy. She said, we lived about four miles from town. Uh, My mother drove a horse and we went to church. She said she lost her husband two decades ago. They were together for 67 years. She says she doesn't dwell on the past, and that's how she stays young. She likes keeping up with current headlines. Well, that won't keep you young. Uh, Tracking the stock market, painting, doing embroidery, tracing genealogy. She's interested in so many different things. She's always looking for something new, said her son. And she has been able to trace her lineage back to the 1540s in Dublin, Ireland. So there you go. She says you can't live in the past you got to constantly be uh, looking towards the future and staying engaged. That sounds like pretty good advice, I would say. So, uh, if you're wanting to live longer, maybe think about living your life that way. I can't imagine living to... A, I don't know that I want to live to be 105 years old. That seems like an awfully long time, for sure. There's going to be a sequel to Dr. Seuss's beloved How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's going to be uh, released. Fans of the Grinch have already started preparing for Christmas. A sequel to the 1957 children's book, uh, known by his pen name as Dr. Seuss, uh, Seuss Gazelle, will be released this year under Penguin Random House. This has been written by Alistair Heim and Illustrated, uh, by Ruez. Ruiz. Uh, the new book, which takes place a year after the Grinch stole Christmas from Whoville, will focus on the Grinch's plan to win the Christmas crown by making the largest tree the town has ever seen. But things go awry, the Grinch's heart turns cold, and he threatens to leave Whoville for good. It will take one small Who, presumably Cindy Lou Who, to save the day. Um, I don't know what I think about Going and it was almost like the sequel to Gone with the Wind when they did that, although it you know that wasn't it wasn't bad. I just don't know that that people will embrace it, but I guess it depends on as long as they don't make it like wildly woke and something like that and they keep it for children, I think it'll I think it'll be okay. Um those who have watched the sitcom Seinfeld are likely familiar with the episode where uh, Elaine was failing a drug test because she was always eating poppy seed muffins. That was uh, episode 96. Now the U.S. Department of Defense is warning troops to be mindful that poppy seeds and products that contain them, like muffins, bagels, cakes, and other baked goods, could have an impact on your drug test. That's alarming because I really like an everything bagel, and I'm pretty sure there's poppy seeds in that. Uh, concerns with poppy seeds and drug testing are not new said the undersecretary of defense for personnel and readiness in the biden administration he said it in a memo dated february 17th poppy seeds are naturally sourced from the poppy plant a commercial crop cultivated by pharmaceutical and food industries seeds uh, may be contaminated through harvest with morphine and the Department of Defense uses drug testing to distinguish morphine and coating use from poppy seed ingestion. But he also noted that recent data includes certain poppy seed varieties have higher codeine contamination than previously reported. As a result, they are urging service members to avoid poppy seeds out of an abundance of caution. So while Elaine's failed drug test was meant as humor, um... It was no laughing matter for a woman in New York who said she was separated from her newborn baby when she failed a drug test after eating a poppy seed-covered bagel. See? ah, She had previously told the New York Post she ate an everything bagel before she was induced. I felt like a terrible mom, even though I had done nothing wrong. She was eventually reunited with her child. A second, more thorough test cleared her, and she was able to bring her baby home. All right, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Probably. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I thought that was a joke. I really did. I didn't think that was a real legitimate thing. But I guess it is. So let that be a lesson to you. Maybe avoid the poppy seeds. A guy named Adam Sandler, dressed as the Cookie Monster, is uh, prompting a warning from the city. He just walks around the beach and wharf area, apparently, I doubt his name is really really Adam Sandler. Um, He has been identified that way. He has no connection to the actor by the same name. The police department said it's received calls and emails from people who describe the man as creepy. And his presence and comments make them uncomfortable. Police said that due to Sandler's history across the country, they are advising the public just don't engage with him. He hasn't committed any crimes. He's expressing his First Amendment rights, but that the public should avoid him anyway. So apparently he's done this a lot. Do you remember, I I think probably everybody has somebody in their town or neighborhood that had a, a quirky something about them. When I was in school, it was Don Bueller. He used to wear juicy fruit wrappers on the end of his finger and would make pretend guns. They would expel him now for doing that. But he would pretend like he was James Bond and he would go around the school with the Juicy Fruit wrapper on the end of his finger. We used to embrace quirky people like this. Now we just go into fear mode. He's wearing a Cookie Monster outfit. He's not bothering anybody. I mean, it's like, you pay to have that at, you know, Disney or Sesame Place. You're getting it for free. You should thank Adam Sandler. You should give him a tip. That's what I think. So there. Be nice to Adam Sandler, the cookie monster. But don't get too close. That's my advice to you. I <laughs> hope you have a great weekend. He needs to grow up. Ha <laughs> oh, It reminds me of that meme hey, that hire, I showed you this you week. you could
2: hire him for a wedding. He could be a wedding know. singer. He doesn't look he doesn't look clean enough to go to a wedding. You didn't get that one. I did get it. Okay. Adam Sandler was in that in the wedding singer. Oh. I wonder if he's been on 50 first dates. Oh my god. I'll just let this go now. Guys, have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday.
0: You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM, Greta Danville. CBS News on
6: the Hour, sponsored by Staples.
7: I'm Deborah Rodriguez.
5: Ukraine.